0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي مسعود عقبت بن, العم... بن عمرو البدري رضي الله تعالى عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال إني لا أتأخر عن صلاة الصبح من أجل فلان مما يطيل بنا فما رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم غضب في معظة قد أشد مما غضب يومئذ فقال يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّ مِنْكُمْ فَأَيُّكُمْ أَمَّا النَّاسِ فَإِنَّ مِنْ وَرَائِهِ الْكَبِيرُ وَالصَّغِيرُ وَذَا مُنْتَفَقٌ عليه. Continuing with the hadith, which we began the discussion previously. Abu Mas'ud Uqbad ibn Amr al-Badri anhu narrates that a person came to Rasulullah and he said that at times, I absent myself from the Fajr Salah with Jamaat because of so-and-so person who inadvertently lengthens the Salah. In other words, the Imam performs too long a Salah. This causes me to absent myself from reading the Salah with congregation. Abu Mas'ud says, I have never seen Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam angry, in giving advice, ever as angry as I saw him on that day. This section of the hadith is why Imam Nawi has introduced this particular hadith under this chapter, the chapter being Babul Ghadab, Idan Tuhikat Shara. The chapter which deals with becoming angry when the sanctity of shari'at is defied or defiled in any way and to help the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this section of the hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the sahabi says became very very angry what had happened is some aspect of shari'at or deen the sanctity of it is not being observed in this instance the actions of this particular imam in lengthening the Salah, in making it too long, was causing people to stay away from performing Salah with Jamaat. What is very, very important, my respected brothers, is that, especially when it comes to what we call actions in Jamaat or in group, we must present Deen in such a manner that we make Deen easy. Don't make Deen difficult. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala says that whenever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given a choice, ma خُيْرَ بَيْنَ amrain, he was never given a choice. In other words, two permissible things. One side something is permissible, the other side the other thing is permissible. One is easy, one is slightly more difficult. She says, what was sunnah? What was the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allah's Rasool, wa sallam, would always opt for the easier thing. Now, when it comes to congregational salah, it is upon the Imam. How long, that salah, how long a salah he performs is upon the Imam. But what we learn from this hadith is that the Imam has to be in touch with his musallis. He has to be considerate of those that are reading salah behind him. Individual salah, they lengthen it, no problem. Nabi's would stand in tahajjud salah until his Mubarak feet would swell you would stand for hours on long so when it comes to your individual salah they perform as long as you want now here you have an option you don't have to perform a very long salah as we mentioned yesterday ulama kiram have categorized imams into three categories too quick also where the sunnah is compromised that is also mukti that is sinful on the other hand too long where you don't take cognizance, we find in the latter part of the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu kabir wa says, Your congregation is not made up of robust, healthy people. In your congregation, there are elderly people also. In your congregation, there are youth, youngsters, whose attention span is minimal. Then there are people who have some other needs or necessities, pressing problems. They have come for salah, they have come for salah, jamaat. But they have to go somewhere else, they have appointments, they have other, other important things which they have to carry out. So if you are going to inadvertently lengthen the salah, these people are going to think twice about whether to come and perform salah in that jamaat or in that congregation. So an imam, you have an option, very long or very short or of a moderate length where the sunnah is discharged but the people are happy. It's not a borge. It doesn't become a burden upon them. Today, unfortunately, the ummah is weak. People don't have that capacity to listen, to, to, to stand in Salah for very, very long periods of time. So the Imam needs to be in contact, be cognizant of the Musallis that are behind him. This portion of the hadith where the sahabi says Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa became so angry that I never saw him that angry. As I mentioned, this section of the hadith is why Imam Nawawi rahimullah has introduced this particular hadith in this chapter. And we find that this Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the height of akhlaq and character. He was patient beyond imagination. Hilm forbearance tolerance these were at the absolute height in the nature of rasulullah sallallahu but when shariat was defiled in any way when there was a possibility that in any way the shariat of allah will be compromised here despite his tolerant nature rasul pak would become very upset and very angry and this is part of iman and deen when something is beloved to you when, you, when something is precious in your heart, if anybody has to attack that, or in any way that is being compromised, then the dictate and demand of your attachment and love with that is that you're not, you're not calm, you become upset. Somebody has to insult somebody that is close to you, how upset you become. So we find that, Sahaba say that at times, Rasulullah ﷺ, كان يغضب عند الموعظة. Abiyapak sallallahu alaihi would become angry. He would become upset at the time of giving khutbah, at the time of giving advice. Particularly li intihaki hurmatillah Where the hurmat of Allah, where the sanctity of Allah was defiled in any way. Jabir Ta'ala anhu describes the manner in which at times Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would give khutbah. He says, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ sallallahu اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمِ إِذَا خَطَبَ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ when Rasulullah ﷺ at times would give the khutbah on the day of Jumu'ah, ihmarrat aina, his eyes would become red, he would become so upset. ala sawtuhu, his voice would become loud. Washtadda ashtadda ghadabuhu, his anger would become intense. Hatta ka'annahu munziru jaysh, yaqulu sabbahakum wa masakum, as if as if he was warning of an impending attack of an army, or preparing an army to strive in the path of Allah, that move now, move in the morning, or move in the evening. In other words, do not delay. He would become so emotional and so upset when giving khutbah. So, from this, the khatib, the khatib, the one who is giving a lecture, or giving nasihat, or giving advice, from this we learn the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam that when you give advice, you don't give complacent and calm and cool. At times it is necessary to raise your voice. At times it is necessary to become emotional. And this is from sunnah. Why? Because of your love and your attachment, you want deen to come alive. You want people to stay away from haram. You want people to stay away from that which in any way is affecting or compromising the deen of Allah Taala. Now what was wrong with what this Imam was? Doing? Okay, he was reading too wrong a salah. Why did Nabi Wasallam become so upset? Where the Sahabi says, I never saw him as upset as he was on that day. Because we find the reason in the hadith itself, when Nabi Wasallam says, Ya an-nas inna minkum munafirin," Amongst you there are some people that are if you want to translate this very, very literally Munaffirin, chasing people away. The word Munaffirin comes from the word nafrat. Nafrat means to create dislike. Salah is one of the most beloved a'mal of deen. Particularly salah in jamaat, the musalli's hearts must look forward to this. This is a time when we are standing in Allah's court together. This is when Allah's rahmat is raining down upon us. So this is something that we are supposed to look forward to. They should be shocked, Ya Bilal, Akim, Fa'rechna biha. At the time when, when the time for Far Salah would come, Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would say, Oh Bilal, give out the call out the ikama so that rahat, so that peace, so that tranquility can descend upon us. Allah's Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sallam the Azwaj Mutaharat, Ridwanullah Yanhunna Ajmaeen, the beloved wives of Rasulullah they describe. They say the kafiat and the manner of Rasulullah would change as the Fajr Salah was coming closer. They say once the Azan was called we couldn't recognize him. Why? Great Amanat, a great trust, a time had come to fulfil that. So this so an Imam has a responsibility. Present that salah in such a manner that you bring people closer, don't chase them away. So this is because of this aspect of when Abi says Bashiru, Wala Tunafiru. Give people glad tidings. Don't chase them away. Make things easy for people. When are you going to chase someone away? When something that doesn't have to be difficult, when you make it difficult. The salah does not, in congregation particularly, does not have to be something that is difficult. Some places, Allah forgive us, the imams make such a long salah that the musallis are dreading when that person is imam. Sometimes, Salah is compelled, so they have, to, they have to perform, but they are not looking forward. Some people, unfortunately, the weakness of the ummah is such that sometimes in certain places, because of the type of salah that the imam is performing, people purposely come late. Oh, that particular person is imam, so we know we've got a long time. We can get, do something else. We'll come last minute. We won't miss the jamaat. Why create that kind of situation when you have the choice not to do? When sunnah is still being discharged, and the salah is being presented in a manner that it becomes easy for the people, that is part of the responsibility of an imam, to be in touch with these musallis. And this is not something that we should take lightly. If We can see from the manner in which Rasulullah ﷺ reacted, where Nabi ﷺ addressed the Sahaba, Ya ayyuhannas, O people, inna minkum munafireen. amongst you there are those that are chasing people away. In other words, through your actions and the manner in which you are presenting deen, inadvertently, you are causing people unnecessary taklif and difficulty. فَأَيُّكُمْ amman النَّاسُ So, any one of you that is Imam, any one of you that leads the congregational salah, فَالْيُوجِزْ Do not perform a long, long salah. Make it shorter. الْكَبِيرُ وَالصَّغِيرُ But as we mentioned yesterday, by shorter does not mean so quick that the sunnah is compromised. No, there has to be a balance, there has to be moderation. Not too long as to become difficult, and not too short also as to compromise the sunnah, particularly the sunnah of the various postures in salah. Obviously the tilawat also of the Qur'an Quran that is read in salah, that should not be compromised. There should be moderation. (laughs) <laughs> because behind you, Nabi Salaam goes on to explain, there are elderly people, young people, and there are people with needs. Why we have to take this message of this hadith seriously is this our love for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should cause us to become affected by the manner in which Rasulullah reacted by this situation. He became very upset and he became very angry with such people. Such imams that perform overtly or unnecessarily long salah. Other important aspects we learn from this hadith, that it is permissible to complain to the leader when harm is caused to the general masses. If there is something that is causing a problem to the general ummah, to the general masses, to bring that to the attention of the leader or somebody who is in a position to address that, in Sharia that is not ribat. That is not running somebody down, that is actually something that is necessary and it is permissible. Because if the actions of this particular Sahabi in reporting what that Imam was doing was in any way wrong in Shariat, Nabi Wasallam would not have entertained the complaint. Also, Ulama Ikram mentioned under this Hadith that it is acceptable to shorten congregational salah. However, as we have mentioned, the Sunnah of each posture should be fulfilled. And one more point Ulama mentioned is that abandon all acts which prevent others from fulfilling religious obligations, particularly what is farce, make it easy for the Ummah. Don't make it difficult.